This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome! How is everybody doing? It is that time again, bro! Time flies when you're castrating marks, man. I am Intruso. This is Jeff Lane, and this show is castrating the marks. What is going on, Jeff? Not too much. I cannot. Oh my God, bro! Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading. You know, the latest on Nick Khan talking about um, when they renegotiate their deals or get new television deals. Don't be surprised to see SmackDown going three hours. Don't be surprised if there is another WWE show. You know, I did a show with Disco today, and I mean, Jeff, I, I always equate it to us being sports fans, okay? Like, Jeff, we know when our owners aren't spending money. Okay, when the owners aren't spending money, bro, and the team starts to suck, all of a sudden less people start going to the games. And, you know, we we demand better as sports fan. whether you're a Bills fan, I'm a Giants fan. That's how we are as sports fans. The WWE has blatantly said, it's it's quantity over quality. We we don't give a shit about qu- qu- quality. We don't give a shit whether these shows are good or not. We're going to put out as much content as we're going to they're going to pay us for. We don't care if they suck. But yet <laughs> these fans just continue to watch these shows. Bro, when SmackDown's three hours, they'll watch that for three hours. Then there'll be another show on uh, Wednesday night, and they'll watch that. And it, it just, I don't know what it is with wrestling fans, bro. Like, are they are they that ignorant? Among other things. I, I mean, you cannot be that loyal to a product and a company when they are clearly shitting on the fans, bro. I'd like to see the data that goes into these decisions, if there's actual research, because the barrier to entry for new people, we we hear it all the time. We've seen these numbers. People's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And we've seen it with movies. Movies get longer and longer. How many movies are over three hours? I mean, that that's just goes against what we're hearing about attention spans. And then we always hear there's so many choices for people, right? 
I mean, I'm, I go through that with video games. If there's a bunch of video games coming out at once that I want, I won't be able to get them all because I, there's not just there's just not enough time for me to play everything that I would want to play. That's all I would have to do with my entire life is play video games. I couldn't work. I couldn't watch TV. Right. Nothing. But that's what these wrestling fans seem to do. That is all they do with their life is wrestling. But on the other side, when you're trying to get new people, that's why I mentioned barrier to entry. Because if I want to be check out this WWE that everybody's talking about, oh, well, it's five hours. It might be six. What? Okay, that that's just a lot. AEW is now becoming the same way. So the shows are longer. There's more total content. Not only is the individual show long, but spanned out through the entire week is a lot of time consumption. When you got so many things to choose and you're going to try something new and your attention span is short, you put all those pieces together, you're going to check out something that's 30 minutes, 45 minutes rather than a three hour show. That's uh, to me, just looking at it from the outside. That's what doesn't make sense. That's why I would like to see the facts that they look at when they make these decisions that more content and longer is the way to go. Well, bro, the bottom line is, you know, you know, Vic Venom kind of broke this down today. Bro, Nick Khan's contract is he gets a percentage of what these contracts make. So, of course, bro, Nick Khan is going to sell every possible hour of wrestling he can. He's going to benefit from that. Bro, they bastardized their product a long time ago. And like I said, bro, that's greed. That's all about dollars and cents, but my God, how do these fans of the, of the WWE like not understand and see that, bro? I don't know. It's a it's a weird dynamic. This it wrestling, is, I, it, in in with both both fan bases, WWE, AEW, and then the combined that watch both. I mean, you take five hours of WWE, you got. I'm not going to count Rampage because it does. They don't seem to watch that. So two hours now to become four hours of AEW that's nine hours a week now to keep up on both products plus each company well not WWE has a pay-per-view every month premium live event whatever they're calling them AEW not every month but every few months so you had those shows in as well I mean to keep up with both companies as a wrestling fan again if you have a full-time job and you have a family and and this is your hobby you don't have time for other yeah. other hobbies. You're not playing video games. You're not getting John Wick 4 on Blu-ray. You're not watching Stranger Things on Netflix because all you have time to do is watch wrestling. Yep. Any shout-outs? Uh, I do have one. M-Dot. The Wishlist Closer sent me Street Fighter 2, the movie. So thank you. Yeah, M-Dot sent me a couple of uh, uh, albums, too, off my wishlist. Thank you very, very much, M-Dot. Very, very much appreciated. All right, Jeff, let's castrate some more. All right, well, we're going to start off with this image. It was actually a meme, but the meme doesn't really isn't really what's important. It's the actual person in the meme, and this was sent in by Matt P. Now we don't. He didn't know if you have a stunt double, if you have you know Clooney. No, it's not Clooney. You know, if you have one of those lookalikes that you put out there in case somebody tries to take you out, and then the uh, lookalike takes the shot, and instead of you, kind of sacrificing themselves for for your well-being 
according to Matt P. Anyway, this is uh, somebody that could be a dead ringer for you. No pun intended. Let's see, and, man. Wow, that is uh, yeah, that is very similar, bro. <laughs> Look at that. I do like this invention. This guy, if you're listening on the audio, this guy that looks like Vince, apparently, according to Matt P. Has a toilet seat around his neck and using it as a table. I like <laughs> that. Like yeah, train. I like the whole thing. I like everything about this, bro. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, that could be my. That could definitely be my grandfather, bro. Yeah. Well, I think uh, he's trying to grow the hair long. You went the other way. You know, you you went short, and I don't think you're that beefy in the midsection. But I'm uh, getting close. <laughs> I'm getting close, bro. Oh, we have a Dave Meltzer and Eric Bischoff tweet exchange. Oh, boy. This was sent in by both Adam Finch and Scott Ward. So do you remember last week when we had that tweet where Meltzer said, a million in 2019, 792,000 now? He he has said that several times, yes. Yeah. So somebody had replied to that tweet by Meltzer and asked him, how'd you come up with that number? Melter replied, third grade math skills, meaning it was an easy, easy math equ- uh, equation for him to figure out. So he can't even legitimately give the guy the answer. He's got to be a course. dick about it, right? Because the guy from from the way I took it wasn't being a smart ass. He was that's a legitimate asking, answer. Yeah. How did you how did you come up with that with that equation? Was it did a uh, did a, a a network put that out? I mean, what what was your source? That's totally legit. Yeah, so third grade math skills was what he replied. So Eric Bischoff replies to that and says, similar to the third grade skills he brings to his writing. (laughs) (laughs) And Meltzer said. And Meltzer did say, a trophy case full of awards and the LA Times and Sports Illustrated asking me for stories in recent months says different. Not to mention what the best sports writer of the last 50 years who worked with me has said publicly over and over. You haven't read anything in years, and your last wrestling success was 24 years ago. So what was the part about somebody 50 years? What was the best that sports writer of the last 50 years puts him over? We He's mentioned this guy a hundred times. I can't remember his name. The guy, I think he's passed away. But yeah, Trophy Case Full of Awards, LA Times and Sports Illustrated. And then like, this is so stupid. Even if this was true, which I don't think it was. I don't think it is. I mean, Bischoff had a lot of success in the WWE in the 2000s as a character on TV. Your last wrestling success was 24 years ago. Even if that was true, so what? That's nothing to be – this guy is one of the most successful people. Well, it's, in- it's, it's, it's not only that, but what, what wrestling companies did Eric Bischoff run since then? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, 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 was he didn't, he didn't run the WWE. He, did, he didn't run TNA. TNA was not his company. So what 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 was he supposed to be successful running if he wasn't running anything since then? And it's just like he's trying to say I'm successful in wrestling oh, bro, now please. when you're Tro- not Tro- you know? trophy yeah. trophy case full of uh, awards <laughs> like uh, what 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 awards bro what awards bro the the cauliflower alley bro what bro did 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 pro wrestling uh pro wrestling insider give you an award bro who 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 gave you the wrestling ink did you get a wrestling ink award what freaking awards bro what 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 awards bro 
What? What award? List the awards. I would love to see a list of the awards we're talking about here, Jeff. Well, we know the Wrestling Observer has their own awards, and they have their own Hall of Fame. So let's stick with the Meltzer tweet. This was sent in by the Green Guy. So they were talking about Mercedes Monet, and somebody asked Dave, can she be a contender for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame? Mm. Dave replies, she'll be on the ballot when she turns 35. So I'm like, wait a minute. This fictitious newsletter Hall of Fame, is there an age limit? Is there an age requirement? Yeah, it must be like baseball. I, th- I think baseball, bro, I think you got to be out of baseball. I think it's seven years, I think. So it must it must be something like that that he, that he came up with. Yeah, so I looked it up, and, and there is. Ready for this? Yeah. Inductees into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame must have at least 15 years of experience in the wrestling business or be over 35 years old and have 10 years of experience. So be over 35 with 10 years of experience. Or 15 years. So I guess they could have started when they're 19 and, and then so at 34 they would be eligible. because. So what, what, what if I started at 22 and I had a great 10 years, 22 to 32, and then I got injured and could not wrestle again. I could, 10 years would not qualify me? Well, you would have to wait until I think you turned 35 oh, okay. to, oh. to be eligible. But if you only wrestled nine years, I guess you would never be eligible. You could have been the greatest wrestler of all time, nine years, drawn the most money, but you wouldn't be eligible for his Hall of Fame because you need 10. There is a final requirement. To gain membership in the hall, that's what it says, <laughs> to gain membership in the hall, potential inductees must receive 60% support on the ballots from their geographic region. So does that mean if a wrestler is from Japan, he could get voted in by 80% of voters in america but if only 58 percent of japan votes him in he doesn't get in because he didn't get i 60%. guess I, hey, bro, so, listen, this isn't real dave Jesus. Bro, not anybody's gonna get in that bro that's the whole thing man not anybody is gonna meet that criteria bro there's very specific criteria man oh this is these are words on a paper that's what this is on his newsletter here's who made the hall of fame bro, this again year. we talk about this all the time this this, this is the the importance of who these guys think they are it's every single one of them bro we talk about this all the time and they do think they're important so let's go to this video that was sent in by gabe tough and this is sean sap reading a youtube comment to denise hey denise it was great seeing you bro stop for a second stop come on jeff Look how dark this Yahoo's hair is. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, bro. I, I, it is now. Yes. It's, oh almost, my it's God. as dark come as on, he's wearing a black shirt. It's actually lighter than his microphone, too. I mean, it's dark. This microphone is lighter than his hair. Oh, my God, bro. Are you? What is it with these freaking guys, man? I don't know. Is, is that part of being hip bro that you don't age i bro i think you become more hipper with age like i think bill murray is freaking hip i think bill murray is cool i think with age you get cooler what what do these guys think like 
age is is just a bad, horrible thing? I don't understand it, bro. I I guess it's the one thing you can't control. Oh, this but- is no no doubt about it, bro. But go ahead, play from the beginning because the the hair caught me off the bat, Jeff. So I wasn't even paying attention. Daniels J says, "Hey Denise, it was great seeing you at Resurgence." Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I you know I I met a lot of people there, but one of the number one things that I got today or that day was a lot of people were telling me that they kind of felt like nervous to go up to me or like they felt like intimidated. Oh, and I felt bad because I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. Oh, so just heads Jesus, up. If you ever see me, you're allowed bro. to say hello. Bro, come on, my God, bro. Who, 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 who are these fans that feel that way, bro? Oh, my God, man. Come yeah, there, on. There, there's two possibilities here that there's – I couldn't imagine being intimidated going up to her and then telling her that, right? What's the matter with you? Secondly, the other option is, is she just full of shit and trying to make herself Well, I'm more, starting to see, um, than- I'm, yeah, I'm randomly starting to see a lot of uh, more videos with her and she's, she's starting to definitely feel very highly about herself i i think she does a thing on busted open now yeah yeah she's starting to really feel you know very um they they think they're celebrities like uh, they really do people are intimidated to come up and see me for like first of all if if that happened those people need assistance but <laughs> but then you go on there to brag she's bragging about it that's what she's doing She's bragging about that because they think they're they're celebrities. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Unreal, bro. All right. Well, let's go to a Ryan Satin tweet. Haven't had one of these in a while. This was sent in by Gary Palmer. So Satin recently got engaged. Congratulations, Ryan. I thought he got I, I, I thought he I thought he got married a while back. No? No, I I I thought that too, and then I thought back, and this is where I think I was getting confused. Maybe you were too. They went to the wedding chapel to act out Triple H's in Stephanie's oh, wedding. Oh, that? that was not the real. Yeah, that was. They didn't really. Oh, that was married. cosplaying. Yeah. They were cosplaying. Yeah, they were okay. cosplaying. Okay, I got. You. Yeah, because okay. that's what I was thinking of. So that's probably what you were thinking of too. But Satin puts out this tweet now that he's engaged for real. If we were going to use a wrestling theme for our wedding reception entrance, which should we use? Do, were there answers? I'm sure there were. I I didn't look. I'm. You blocked. know that, like, brother, probably going to do that. There's two things with that. A, you can't even get wrestling away from your your life commitment. The fact that we're going to come out to a wrestling song is one thing. Secondly. These songs that you pick for your wedding should be important, right? That, that I mean, it's an important. They are. They let's are. ask. Let's ask Marks. Let's go ask the random people on the internet to help us pick a song for our wedding reception. It would be. It would be okay if he was kidding about it, but we know Satin, and we know he's not kidding. Yeah, we should. we know that we know he's dead, dead serious, bro. All right, let's go. <laughs> this was sent in by Francesco Castano, so we. Don't really know, of course. We never really know until these people actually talk about it. But with the CM Punk stuff, nobody really has talked about it since it's happened. But now there's more rumors we discussed this past week about him possibly pulling out 
of the deal for collision because a steel couldn't get a job. All the rumors with that punk was mentioned by Warner brothers in a response that he has nothing to do with the show. So anyway, in this clip sent by Francesco Castano says Meltzer talking about that. And um, there was a, you know, there was a situation that happened and um, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bro. I can't, bro. It, it's so funny with Meltzer because He's older than me. So when I hear of these things, I think of that that being me. I, I, I think of me going on one of the shows and saying, well, yeah, situation happened. Like, I just put myself in that position, and I'm like, dude, get an effing life, please. Before you die, get a life, man, please. So there was a situation. Okay, yeah. let's let's hear the situation. And um, there was a, you know, there was a situation that happened, and um, I would say that the the Mike Johnson story in PW Insider is is pretty close. And I mean, I really can't say if he knows. If he, 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 if he, wait a more. minute. Wait wait a minute. <laughs> if he knows there. Okay. Again, people are paying to get information for him. Am I right, Jeff? Last time I checked, it was like twelve ninety nine. Yeah, something around there. Yep. So if he knows there is a situation, and Mike Johnson's story was close, why is Mike Johnson writing about it and not him? Well, yeah, we're going to get to that. I, I mean, <laughs> He's got I, a what, great is, answer. Yeah, is, that great, not, is that not a logical question, Jeff? You, you would think. And if, and if Johnson was close, that would mean that Dave knows exactly what happens. It would know what Johnson got but, right but, and what Johnson yet, got wrong, yet, right? But yet for twelve ninety nine, is it going to tell any of his subscribers? The, the Mike Johnson story in PW Insider is, is pretty close. And, I mean, I really can't say – more because the reality is, is that, um, you know, I mean, Tony's never going to talk about anything. Well, he should at least tell us what did Mike Johnson say? I'll tell you what Mike. So Mike Johnson's basic thing was that. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. So he, he said what Mike Johnson said is correct. I can't say anything, but I'm going to tell you what Mike Johnson said. Oh, my he, God. Bro. Again, if he's saying Mike Johnson is close, that means the story that I know is true. I'm, I'm speaking from Mel is Meltzer here. Johnson was pretty close to that because he wouldn't you wouldn't say that somebody was what he said is close to the truth. If you don't know the truth yourself. Right. Because how the hell would you know what if Johnson was close or not? Right. So he's establishing. I know the story. Johnson's pretty close. Then he pivots to, I can't say anything because Tony Khan will never talk about it. Then how do you know if Johnson is close? If you need Tony Khan to talk, like th those two things are complete. They, they don't well, I, I, I think what he's saying is Tony Khan would never publicly talk about it. But Tony Khan said something to him. I, I think that's what he's saying. Tony Khan said something to me in confidence. 
He'll never talk about this, but he told me in confidence, so I can't say anything. But what Mike Johnson said is correct. And like and like you said at the beginning, if that's what he's doing, why would anybody pay him for that? I have no, that that that's what I want to know, yeah. bro. That's what I want to know. Well, we do know that according to Disco, he said in a couple episodes of Time Out on our Patreon that Meltzer won't go on keeping it one hundred anymore because of him. Right. Well, I guess Conan was on Meltzer's show, or he's either on Meltzer's yeah, I, show. I, I or- got to tell you something, bro. I I heard a clip the other day. Uh, with, with with all due respect, man, I heard a clip the other day, and it was Conan defending Meltzer. And man, bro, I was just like, okay, man, okay, you know. But go ahead. What do you got? Well, this clip sent by Francesco Castano. He's not defending Meltzer, but he's on a show with Meltzer, and and he invites him on keeping it one hundred. I know you and Disco don't see eye to eye, but that's never <laughs> that's never stopped you from putting people in their place on Twitter. We've had Dave on a couple times. We've even had Brian Alvarez on a couple times. When are you going to come back, Dave? I don't know. I'm putting <laughs> <laughs> that that means <laughs> while Disco's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I heard. Uh, it, it was with Disco. They they got into. They got into a Meltzer conversation, and Conan was really defending Meltzer. And I'm like, okay, I like, I don't know. But this is why he won't go on the show. Because, all right, we heard Conan say, I've seen you put people in their place on Twitter. Now, we haven't seen it. I I have not seen that at all. Yeah, that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. We just have never seen it. But if Dave can put people in his place, why wouldn't he go on with Glenn? Because Because he can't put Glenn in his place because, because bro anybody that uses facts there there's no there's no arguing with facts i mean there is absolutely no arguing yeah you got something to hide that's what it is if if, if you're not going to debate somebody you have something to hide you can't win you want to spin a narrative you right. you do not want to put yourself into a position where you're going to be exposed right. if you're being honest truthful and you got nothing to hide you would want to go on there and make Disco look like an idiot. Right. That, that, it's the same thing we talk about the, with the people that won't talk with you. Yep. It, it, the facts, like you said, scare people. And they, if, if facts are not on their side and all they have is narrative, they're not going to go on anywhere with anybody that disagrees with them because they, they can't win a logical argument. Absolutely. Absolutely. 1,000%. All right. Let's go to this Tony Khan tweet. So sent in by both Dan Torres and Greg Krasnoff. So Khan tweets about a recent episode of Dynamite. This would have been the 17th. Thank you all who watched Dynamite last night. I thought it was a great show. This is Khan now? This is Khan, yes. It's been amazing to see such positive feedback from fans two weeks in a row. These last two shows are the highest rated shows Back-to-back by fans voting on cagematch.com in Dynamite history. Cagematch.com is like a fan mark. You've you've seen it, right? Yes. So he's going to like where like 50 people vote on these episodes, hundreds, a couple hundred (sighs) people max. (laughs) He's putting over that. These are the highest rated on this little niche website voting thing in dynamite history. Are you bro, are you surprised by that? I mean I, I, mean, I mean come on, I mean, bro. It's that, hard that, to be that, surprised. 
I'd like just, to see those graphics on TV, though. That would uh, be hilarious. That's just so Tony Khan, bro. It's just so Tony Khan. <laughs> it's almost like he's he's proud that he's an internet nerd and he wants to show everybody. I'm just like you. I know all this stuff. Yeah. I'm not a money mark because I went to the same websites or I go to the same websites that you guys go to. I know what I'm talking about. It's not like he's trying to convince the wrestlers that he's not a money mark. He's trying to convince the marks that he's not a money mark. Yeah. Yep. He's doing an awful job by the way. Yeah. And that, that's why he's posting about, cagematch.com that's why he's replying to Bixen Span on Twitter while he's sitting at the gorilla position during <laughs> dynamite i mean there's uh, something wrong with this guy bro right, you got to catch a uh, you got to catch an episode of access you got to catch an episode yeah i need to before it goes to max bro there was one episode the, the one i watched with the adam cole gimmick there's a short snippet in there bro where he is backstage, bro, running from point A to point B at full speed, bro. Full speed, knocking people over, running into people. Bro, it's it's freaking tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I need to catch that before it switches to the Mac, HBO Max. Yeah, it's worth it. It, it is worth it, bro. It is that, that you know, and, and the huggery alone is tremendous. All right, let's go to a Meltzer tweet that was sent in by Scott Ward. Well, we heard his audio explanation of the punk incident. Or what did what did he call it? A something happened or situation. What, situation. Yeah. Well, somebody had asked him on Twitter, Dave, you hear about punk and AEW falling apart? Meltzer replies, I've heard twenty five different things today. Right there shows what people tell him. It's Bro, it's amazing because I swear, Jeff, when you, you know, bro, the, the, the off, the off baseball season, bro, it's called the hot stove. That, that's why, that's when all the rumors are circulating and all the sports writer, like, who's going to sign this free agent? Who's getting traded where? Bro, they're all accurate. Like, they all know what, bro, when they, let me tell you something about sports writers, bro. When they make a public statement or a public tweet, it means they know. Bro, the one dude, man, in the offseason put out that tweet. I can't remember oh, it, who it was. I, I know who I can't remember his name. That That judge was heading for the Giants. And when that didn't happen, this guy got buried and bro the reason why he got buried was because it never happens they're always accurate to the point because bro they're not saying anything if they don't know this guy is saying i heard 25 things today so what you're basically saying is bro you know as much as i know you 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 know no more than i know but yet this is supposed to be the expert in the field, bro. 
but and he's also telling everybody that when he hears news, it's not the same story from everybody, but yet we're supposed to believe that the stuff he puts out happened as it said, and what he's not hearing twenty five different versions of that and picking the best one because that I mean that's what it is. That's why we never got into that business, Jeff. We never got into that business from day one, and we always said we're not getting into that business because at the end of the day, unless we hear it from the horse's mouth, we don't know. It's that simple. Unless we hear, unless CM Punk picks up a phone and calls me, we don't know. So why are we going to waste a second of our time chasing a story, bro? That's why we don't waste our time. Well, with that in mind, this next clip sent in by Francesco Castano, this particular phrase uttered by Meltzer could be used to sum up his entire career. This could probably go on the plaques in his trophy case, trophy on, case. on his in his halls of fame tombstone that he's been be in. Our, would we put this on his tombstone? I don't want to wish that. Uh, no, I'm just saying anything, eventually yeah. one day, I mean, yeah, this go day is going to die, you know. But yeah. Yes. Here we go. This is Dave Meltzer's career summed up by Dave. I had been told he wouldn't be, that that, that was not true, and I had been told that it's absolutely true. oh my god bro bro think about see we don't know because we have no idea think of how much time is wasted per day just chasing this shit and and then you got to ask yourself the question what are you chasing it for like what 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 is the importance that you're you're spending so much of your time and energy chasing this shit. Yeah, we've heard Mike Johnson talk about that, how much time he's it doesn't matter if it's four AM, if he's on vacation, he's gonna hunt down the story and how come we don't get Mike Johnson and Shara anymore? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, are they still out there? Yeah. We gotta get some stuff from those guys. Come on, guys. We we all letting those two slobs off the hook, man. Come <laughs> on, guys. Seriously. Slobs. All right, let's go to a Nick Hausman video. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. I'm not sure who his uh, guest is, but uh, he, of course, is talking about CM Punk. Now, this is him talking about seeing CM Punk at some wrestling event or some public event a few months before the scrum had happened. Bro, before you play this clip, I want to actually say I was at a thrift store this just a couple days ago, Jeff. And I actually saw an old school um, clothespin. Okay. Yeah. I have not seen the coil in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had not seen an old school uh, clothespin in a long time. And all I could think about was I've got to, put this nose clip on. I don't know whose nose this clip has been on before. It's at a, it's at a thrift store. I got to put this nose clip on and see if I sound like Nick Houseman. So literally, bro, in the thrift store, <laughs> I put this nose clip on my nose 
and started talking like Nick Houseman and sounded exactly like Nick Houseman. I should I should have recorded myself, bro. But I, I for some reason I was gonna I was afraid I was gonna get caught with a nose clip on my nose in public. But I should have recorded myself. But let's hear it, man. Those old school those hurt too. They hurt like hell, bro. <laughs> and I've got a you know, bro. I've got a very wide nose. I think I got a wide nose, bro. I'll be honest with you. From always picking my nose, I think that's why my nose is wide. Yes, bro. It hurt. It first of all, I could barely get it on my nose, and when I did, it freaking hurt. Uh, I'll never forget. I sat maybe two to three seats next to punk and he didn't say hi to me or anything. He didn't, you know, he was whatever. Fine. I didn't like whatever. I just thought it was cool to be there. But then flash forward like a couple months later and we're in the scrum and he's yelling at me about the, the cabana situation. I'm like, this guy probably saw me and thought, oh, there's Scott's friend. Fuck him. And like <laughs> just, it's so weird. <laughs> Looking back on that, knowing what I know now about how he felt about everything. God, you know? <laughs> oh, bro, that's that's so interesting. What what an interesting story, bro. What an interesting story. He's turned his entire persona into CM Punk yelled at me at the scrum. Absolutely. I mean, th- this is his identity. This is five minutes of fame. What is it? Fifteen minutes? Fifteen yeah, minutes of 15. fame? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Th- this is his identity. He's gonna play this out as as long as he can, and then beyond that, I'm sure. But that he talks about this with. Everybody, yeah, everybody. We never saw this dude before, Morrow, whatever his name was. Oh my god! All right, let's go to some old school Wade Keller. I think this was about ten years ago. This was wow. sent in by Nathan Vaughn, and he was talking about this backstage scene that WWE had where Triple H and Brock Lesnar were. Brock Lesnar went after Triple H, and I guess he destroyed an, an older looking computer. Now, how does how does Nathan Vaughn? know to go back 10 years to get this i don't know i'm assuming he probably just goes to check out the old shows and, and finds the hidden gems in there i don't incredible, know incredible man yeah. incredible and i saw that old computer and i'm like okay this computer is going to get destroyed but they didn't have they just didn't think it was worth the budget to destroy an imac now i think it might have been worth and i hate to say this because you hate to ruin a perfectly good computer but it would have really driven the angle home as more believable if Lesnar had destroyed an actual 27-inch iMac computer. Um, it would have caught, you know, it's a $2,000 stunt, um, but maybe they had one that wasn't working really well or something that they could have, you know, sacrificed. I don't know. It's a big company. I think if Hunter destroyed a nice iMac, I think fans at home would have been like, holy crap, that's an iMac. You know, a 27-inch one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bro, we, 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 we poured cement in a, a, a God knows how many thousand dollars sports car, and, and, and they're not, not going to destroy a computer, bro. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, that, that's the thing. It's because the computer was older, and it wasn't a brand-new iMac at the time. It was an older computer at the uh, time. Oh, my God, look at this. I can't believe it. They're breaking an iMac. <laughs> like destroying a computer is destroying a computer the type of computer i don't think <laughs> make any difference in anybody i mean that's nitpicking to the highest oh, degree right God. there and he's still doing that today 10 10 years later he's doing the same exact <laughs> thing bro. all right let's go to Meltzer. this was sent in by francesco castano and he's talking about the upcoming 
AEW Anarchy in the Arena match. If anybody doesn't know what those are, those are the ones where they're they go all over the building. It was the the, the first one I remember was when that Jags coach got involved with Jericho. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, they do um just a whole bunch of people. Anything goes all over the arena. So they're doing another one of those coming up. Anarchy in the arena. It's like that's like almost like if there's a hundred percent for sure match. Um, this year, other than like that Omega Osprey or something, like 100%, you know, you know, this match is going to be great. I mean, it's like somebody could get hurt real bad. I don't want to say that, but I just did. And the rest of those guys are so good that they're going to, you know what I mean? Take up for it. I mean, you got freaking Brian Danielson, you got Moxley, you got Claudio, Wheeler Yuta. Those guys are great. Young Bucks are great. Um, Adam Page is great. Kenny Omega is great. They're in a pay per view. Um, I mean, that, that, you know, last year's anarchy in the arena was one of the best matches of last year. And this is actually, how how do we even equate this to being a wrestling match? This is a stunt show. I I mean, they're literally talking about a stunt show. This ain't a wrestling match. So I, I, I see, I, I don't, for, 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 for Dave, who's supposed to be a wrestling purist and, uh, you know, rock, this is your life was the worst thing he had ever seen. Now a anything goes all around the building is going to be a great wrestling match, bro. And what <laughs> let me finish. I think that might be the end of it. A better match than last year on paper. So. It's a better match than last year on paper. But what? how bizarre is that? Somebody could get hurt real bad. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. And then he's, then he's fumbling in his head going on to the next thing. And, like, and he's what, bro? He's he's excited that somebody can get hurt? That's what I, I'm I, saying. I don't, I don't understand. If, very you, see now, if, if, if I'm responsible... And I'm literally saying somebody could get hurt out loud. I'm not excited to see somebody getting hurt. I'd rather them not do it and take a risk, bro. But he's telling you right there, he doesn't care about their well-being, bro. Oh, somebody may get hurt. Whoop, tune in. (laughs) And why is he? I, I shouldn't have said that. Why? That's what's bizarre. If somebody's going to get hurt, there's nothing wrong with pointing out this could be a dangerous match. Somebody's going to get hurt. Why would you follow that up with, I shouldn't have said that? Why is that? Because somebody like me is going to say he's got no regard to the well-being of these guys whatsoever. That's Yeah, or has he been given directive to not point out AEW's dangerous uh, in-ring antics and how people are at risk? I told you, man. I was watching that... um that uh, AEW or whatever it is, Aftermath, whatever the hell it is. And, and, and these girls are killing each other in the ring and they go to the back and, and the people can't even watch it. They're turning away from the from the monitor. They can't even watch it, bro. And I'm like, oh, that, that makes sense, bro. There's an interesting Twitter exchange between Nick Houseman and Matt Cardona. So Cardona just puts out this tweet. Hey, Nick Houseman. You tried to interview me months ago, but then decided not to when I wouldn't give you dirt. You didn't want to talk about any of my projects, and now you want to interview me. 
and blaming your ex-boss for what happened months ago. I told you via an email that I don't want to be interviewed by you. Houseman replies, here's my full exchange with Matt that he's referencing. Unfortunate things played out this way. I have always liked you, Matt. He posted all the emails. What did they say? Hi, Matt. You continue to be super buzzy. This is what he said. Super buzzy. Buzzy. Like, like there's a buzz about you. People talking about you. Super Super buzzy. Buzzy. Is there any chance I could get 20-ish minutes of your time this week to talk for Wrestling Inc.? So Cardona replied, I could do today at 3 p.m. What are the talking points? I don't really want to comment on clickbait stuff. Thanks. It's pretty clear, right? Selling them up front. So Houseman replies, I can do that. And just to be clear, by clickbait stuff, what exactly are you referring to? (laughs) I think you're freaking stupid. You don't know what you do for the living. Also, I don't love giving my guests topics or questions before the interview. That's why I asked what you don't want to be brought up. I will say I do want to talk about the buzz today around you and Chelsea, both possibly returning to WWE. So Cardona replies, sorry, Nick, not interested in talking about clickbait speculation like that. If you'd like to discuss my major wrestling figure podcast, the last match musical, me and the PWI 500 or anything like that, I'd be happy to chat to chat like like you don't understand. First of all, let's take this logically. If this guy was trying to get hired by the WWE. Right. And there's rumors out there. Why would he go talk about it to screw that up? He doesn't want, he, I don't want to talk dirt. I I mean, he's making it clear. I don't want to talk dirt bullshit. He's making it clear. So Houseman replies, Matt, I like you. (laughs) And you know, I'm going to look dumb if I do not address the elephant in the room. It's not clickbait. It's the news stories I track. And it's the reason I reached out to you. Like, it, that's exactly what clickbait is. But, but it's not only that, bro. Matt, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green signing with the WWE, right? Okay. Bro, how is that even a news story? Like, like seriously, like what, what, what news? That happens on a daily basis. Wrestlers sign with wrestling companies. Like, how is that even newsworthy? Like, if I was to interview Matt Cardona, why would I even care about that? What I would want to do, honestly, is talk about the things that get Matt Cardona excited. That's what I would want to talk to the dude about. That's that's not news, bro. Who's the next person you're going to work for? That's not news. But that's exactly what clickbait is. That's what he was talking about, and Houseman's still pushing it, even though it's been made clear at least twice maybe three times i'm not talking about this stuff so houseman says it's the new stories i track it's the reason i reached out to you you're welcome to say whatever you want to the question i'm more than happy to discuss the stuff you sent along and put it over but i'd like to get a little of what we want out of this as well let me know first of all first of all you're asking him for his time right you're asking he, he don't know you shit bro you're ask you're impeding on his free time and you're telling him what you want to get out of his free time scratch yes. my ass bro like literally i'm giving you my free time bro that's what you're getting 
So Cardona just replies, I'm too busy to waste time speculating Good on stuff. And then Houseman, oh, okay, I really appreciate you being up front with me. I'm just trying to do the best I can for Wrestling Inc. Uh-huh. And I know you're doing the best for yourself as well. How does Houseman think he's getting one over on Cardona by putting these emails out? Because Cardona said, you tried to interview me. You didn't want to talk about what I wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about clickbait stuff. So here's the house been proving that what Cardona said was right, right, but he's trying to put this out there as like a so gotcha moment. After reading all that, go back to the original tweet. You tried to interview me months ago, but then decided not to when I wouldn't give you dirt. You didn't want to talk about any of my projects. Now you want to interview me. So I'm guessing he's reached out to try to interview him again. Yeah, well, and, and that was exactly what the email exchange was. Right, so I don't understand how him posting this is a gotcha moment. It's showing how unprofessional he is. Right. And how clickbait and gossipy they are. And, bro, think about the stupidity of that. Let's think about the t- stupidity of that for a second. And this is a guy who just started the House of uh, Houseman. Yeah. Matt Cardona is a very popular guy. Yes. He is a very nice guy, and he is well-liked by a lot of people. Bro, how many of his colleagues are going to see that this idiot posted personal emails between the two? And now do you think they're going to converse with Nick Houseman? Like, really, bro? Yeah, exactly. It's like when when Sap puts deep people's DMs out there and, and when he talked about Colt Cabana telling him that he had uh, mental mental health issues because of talking about CM Punk, whatever the hell he said in that one video we watched on Look Ma. Yeah. Why in God's name would anybody email Nick Houseman when he's showing you that he will post what right. you, what you out That's there? That's how stupid yep. they are, bro. That's how stupid they are. Just like D- Dave Meltzer not going on the same show with Disco Inferno. That's how stupid you are, bro, because actions speak louder than words. And like Jeff said, you're obviously not going on there for a reason, bro. And you're you're exposing yourself to the the entire community. All right, it is time for the closer. This was sent in by Francesco Castano, and this was Dave Meltzer speculating about an upcoming episode of Dynamite, what it might do in the viewership. Oh my God! Today, you know, I don't, I don't know what the number is going to be, but <laughs> I could not believe how much I heard about Vanderpump Rules today. You know, I mean, <laughs> this was the. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! No way! That's doctored. That's doctored, bro. Francisco doctored. He said he said he was talking about it at probably the an NBA game seven. No bull crap, bro. Francisco put that in there. No, bro. No way. No way, bro. No. So I I had to look it up because I've heard of this. But I don't. I didn't know what the hell it was. So I looked it up. So if anybody doesn't know, Vanderpump Rules is a reality show on Bravo from somebody that was on one of the Real Housewives show has opened up a restaurant and bro, they had it's a reality a show. Bro, Annie Annie is a twenty five year old hipster 
who watches this show, bro. I don't I don't think that's AEW's audience, bro. I promise you, bro. I know Vanderpump rules. I promise you AEW's audience is not watching that show. I promise, bro. Oh my god, today, you oh know. I don't I don't know what the number's going to be, but oh I god. could not believe how much I heard about Vanderpump rules today. You know, I mean, this was the the final episode of the season, so everything built to this. There are um you know, um um what reunion reunion episodes for the next three weeks. That I was told oh so come. he's a Vanderpump rules mark. <laughs> Dave Meltzer is a Vanderpump rules mark, bro. He has to be because no doubt. Well, he's saying I've heard so. Who are you talking to that is talking? I've heard so much about this today. Who's calling you up, man? Vanderpump rules tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Bro, listen, guys, seriously, man. If you're listening to this show, go watch 10 minutes of Vanderpump Rules. This is the last show in the world that Wrestling Marks would watch, Jeff. And reverse that. If this wasn't on, those people aren't watching AEW. No, no. it's not on. No, no, no. That I, I was told will probably draw big, but people are thinking that this is going to be a monster rating tonight, so... Um, not going to help AEW in any way. Uh, oh my AEW's God! Got, uh, NBA as well. So that takes the cake, bro. That that <laughs> that is it. I I mean that that is it, bro. Like now 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 you could you could slot anything in for Vanderpump Rules, bro. Anything, the circus, anything, go karting, anything, bro. You could slot in that spot. Oh my God, that was a tremendous closer. You are definitely making and looking for excuses when you are saying things like that. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable that they that he thinks that there is a crossover between viewership of these shows. <laughs> if Vanderpump Rules does fifty million, five million. 500,000, what has that got to do with how many people watch AEW? Oh, because man. like you said, AEW fans aren't watching that, and fans of that wouldn't watch AEW if it wasn't on. It's oh, man, tremendous. Absolutely. <laughs> what a closer. Thank you very much, Francesco. That was tremendous. All right, Jeff, what is going on in your world, man? Well, if you would like to submit for the – this show clips for the show you do so to me the only place i take submissions is jeff lane's email at gmail.com if you submit a tweet please include both a link and a screenshot of the tweet if you submit video and audio please make it around 30 seconds to a minute mp3s mp4s jeff lane's email at gmail.com and jeff i don't want to um uh plug anything here while we wrap up i'd like to give uh some advice could i give some advice guys If you're ever at a wrestling convention or an autograph signing or something of this nature, uh, and you happen to see a Denise, guys, do not be afraid to approach her. Uh, to do not be intimidated. From what I understand, she is very nice. Uh, she is very down to earth. She loves her fans. She adores her fans, and she would love for you guys to stop by the table. So, guys, please, man, do not 
uh, be intimidated by her. Now, I, I know her star shines brightly, and, and that could be a little intimidating. But, guys, seriously, she's very, very, very approachable. So I just wanted to pass that along, Jeff. And you wouldn't want to miss the opportunity to interact with celebrity in person anyway. No, so don't no. don't be afraid. Yeah, absolutely. No, that could be your only opportunity to interact with somebody so famous. And you don't want to be looking back like 20, 30 years from now, bro, telling your grandchildren, man, I was 15 feet away from Denise and I just could not muster up the courage to say hello. You You don't want that to be you. So that is it, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. Do check out my, uh, I'm doing a show in the basement. You guys will love that over on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. For me and Jeff, we'll see you next week.